Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Alrighty, this is a, another edition, abbreviated edition of the Go Long Podcast. Hopefully you caught our week four wrap-up, hitting on a bunch of different games, concussions in the NFL, things got serious. And as promised, from time to time, hopefully more often than not, they've had some weird scheduled games, so it's kind of made us pod differently than we were planning out. But um, we want to do some separate Bills-centric podcasts for those listeners out there that might just want to jump right to the Bills content here in Western New York. So yes, we are fueled by Fatty Beer Company here in Western New York. Uh, fantastic sours, IPAs, wheats, anything you want around the country. Our buddies, Nick and Chris, they're, they're finding the good stuff. So get on in there, $30, all you can drink for Bills games. And we are going to be there Tuesday. If you, if, it, if it's still before Tuesday, around noon, uh, if you want to join us. But Jim, the Bills down 23, 22-3, and they come back to win 23-20. Have some thoughts here, but um, fire away with yours. Yeah, I'm going to be kind of – I want to hear yours a little bit more. From my perspective, and I watched the game on red zone again, so I don't want to – full disclosure, like I don't – you probably watched it a little more intense than I did. I love what I saw. That's a hell of a win for the Buffalo Bills. I think a hell of a win on the road against that type of team coming off that game that they just had in Miami, that we know how exhausted they were. And then to go back on the road and, and go down like that to Lamar Jackson, who looked like Lamar and unstoppable. I, I don't know about you, but it looked like it was going to be the bills were going to have to win a track meet is how it kind of was going to look to me. And it just went the other way. That's a hell of a win. And the way Sean McDermott looked after that game, and I know that that game means a lot to those guys because they have that history, he and Harbaugh and together and Sean started, you know, it's, that, that means something to all those guys, but that, that goes to solidify that this is, this is a Super Bowl team. Like they, that's a hell of a win. I think it was one of the most impressive wins of the Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott era. Really? I would, I would 100% Regular season. agree with you. And we haven't talked about this at all. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, it was exactly how you put. And Baltimore had the Bills 
on rollerblades. They were just getting was blown the off the ball early on. So, so I stopped paying attention. Red Zone kind of went away from that game a little bit for a while. And, and you know, there's so, what, what what did you see as the turning point a little bit? Where, where did Buffalo start to – or where did Baltimore not take advantage of their lead and really, you know – Right. It was the, at the end of the first half, and I, I think it was Patrick Queen dropped an interception. When they oh, were yeah, yeah. I still saw 20 that. 20-3, like and the Bills are trying to get some points at the end of the half. They drop a pick, and the Bills drive. Isaiah McKenzie scores a touchdown, cut it to 20-10. That was huge. I mean, huge. I think yep. that could have been 27-3 at the half right. instead of 20-10. Uh, so I think, I think that's probably what you're looking at. And but, but, yeah, beyond that, I mean, to me, Matt Milano, holy crap. He was the best player on the field, tracking down Lamar Jackson. Remember, it was just two years ago, Milano was uh, posterized, you know, posterized. in – Right on the edge of the defense, Lamar kind of gave him a crossover. That could have been Milano. I feel bad for Milano. That could have been about 90% of the other guys in the NFL. Anybody in that position. Milano was unbelievable. He finished with 13 tackles, 11 solo, two for loss. Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, I mean, a lot of open field tackles. So you're talking like not a lot of help around where if he doesn't make the tackle, this thing ruptures. He justified his contract and then some – I think that, you know, he's, he's the modern day linebacker. I mean, that's we talked how, about that's how we saw him. Yes. That's exactly just like we were talking about having a vision for a player, Sean, he had a vision for Milano after, you know, once he had him, and it just keeps getting better and better. So they've done a great job having a vision for a player and you now you're getting the most out of him. Playmaker. In addition to being a tackling machine, he can, he can hold his own and run support. So he's, he really turned that tide, I think, defensively, where it, was, it looked like they were going to just get blown up. Because it was like a – gosh, one week after the Bills just seemed to, like, wither in the heat, it looked like they were withering in the rain. It's like, did, are there elements this team can play in? And then yeah, too. that final drive of the first half, they score, they get comfortable. Defensively, they start pushing the Ravens around. They play on the Ravens' terms, right? The Bills want that track meet. They want to blow teams out. There's a reason they've lost their last seven one-score games. So to win a one-score game on Baltimore's, like, back alley terms where it's a brawl is huge. I don't think you can understand how big of a win this is for Buffalo. I I, 100% agree. I don't think you can put it – I agree. I don't think you put a value on how big of a win that was. You know, Josh Allen led you in rushing again. Um we go back and forth on how much you should run. I, you know, Colin Calvert made this point as well. I still think it's so true. You lean into your quarterback's superpower. Like if that is something you're 6'5", 245, freak show of a quarterback does well, why, why would you neuter that? Why would you – I get it. You know, you run the risk of injuries, but there's ways to avoid the, the kill shot like Lamar does. He's I think as long as you're – if you're the Bills, as long as you feel like Josh Allen at least understands how to protect himself to the best that he can when he's running, to your point, get down when you can get down. Don't always be a hero. Be a hero. You know, I know that's in you. Do it when you want. I mean, you know when to do it, but know when the play is done. Know yeah. when the play is over. Try to protect yourself. But I agree, you can't take that out of him. It's what's. It's what. It's like you can't. I mean, it's just who he is. Yeah, it's. I, I just you know the the Bills. If there's a criticism for this. Um, organizational resurgence. It's the fact that they're, they're, they're kind of front runners, right? Like when the getting's good, they'll, they'll, they'll run you out of the building and yeah. you know, stomp on your grave, all that stuff. 
But if they get punched in the mouth, how do they respond? Like this is a game where they they got punched in the jaw and they were wobbly and it looked like it was going to get away from them. But they they steadied themselves and they really fought back in that second half with with some setbacks. I mean, Gabe Davis had some bad drops. Um, you know, they That's, they weren't perfect, but they yeah. overcame. You know, even more to your point. Now, did Lamar? How do you feel about Lamar in that game? I think I don't think he was necessarily like special, and I don't think he was necessarily did bad. Did the, did the conditions prevent him from being special? They might have. Yeah, they might have. I'm they, more asking. I'm they thinking out early loud. on. I mean, he was running well early on. And I mean, you know, it's like the defense. I know. I'm sitting was. there thinking. I just can't get out of my head that Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen. You know, these guys are going to be. This is going to be awesome AFC playoffs. You know what probably is the number one takeaway, though, from this game? It's the coaches. John Harbaugh on the goal line, goal to go. Explain They, they go for it on fourth and goal. So they could have kicked a field goal with whatever it was, six, seven minutes left. Right. In this kind of game, like, you know, if you, he, I guess he didn't really trust his defense, but it was wet. It was a slower game. I was surprised he didn't kick the field goal. Shocked. Uh but let's face it, goals. you know, I hate field goals. always criticize these coaches for the chip shot field goals, too. It wasn't a track meet type game. I mean, it was. You're right. Uh, and I don't think he was expecting an interception. So Jordan Poyer picks it off in the end zone. Now you're starting from the 20 instead of your one yard line. And that was why like, they were saying if we if don't we get, get stopped, this, they still have to go the whole. Right. Right. It's like the absolute worst thing that could have happened for Baltimore is an interception there. So he's like, it's not a big deal if we don't get. That's a big deal, but not that big of a deal because we'll we can pin him back, maybe get a safety, maybe force a an errant punt, get the ball right back. Um, but also on the flip side, so if that's quote unquote bad game management, bad coaching, the Bills, the way they executed the end of that game winning field goal drive, where Devin Singletary knew he couldn't score right at the end. And I can't remember who it was for the Ravens. Some fool just flies in and tackles him instead of letting him score. Clay is Campbell. And I saw it. Hands on I saw like, it. Oh, I what are you it. doing? <laughs> but like, as soon as he did that, and then Josh Allen kind of did a weird quarterback sneak thing. Everything got, got weird after. Everything was weird at, at that point. But it was it was just beautiful clock management. Like this is something that has held the Bills back. Sean McDermott, the way he operates at the end of games, we saw it at Arrowhead, thirteen seconds. They, they executed a plan at the end that worked the clock to their advantage, which is another huge win for the Bills. That, that's why I'm calling this, like, this is a breakthrough win for the team. I really believe that. I think you can feel safe to say that. I agree with you. I, I, I took the exact same thing. I was like, that is a hell of a win. Just like, Kansas City, just, like KC, right? just like what Kansas City did. Like, there's certain games when you – now you're going back, right? KC's traveling back home. Buffalo goes back home. And you're like, you're looking around each other like, we are yeah. right on track. We are right on the path for the Super Bowl. You see that play that Allen makes, you know, escaping that rush we talked about on the last pod. And then you see Patrick Mahomes' touchdown pass. It's like, I think as a general consumer of the sport, you just hope that these two quarterbacks face off again in the playoffs too. It's and I'm not going to be upset if Lamar sneaks in there either. Oh, yeah. Just let me watch this. Let me watch all those guys nonstop. It's incredible. 
But yeah, I agree. You're right. That's a great point you made too about for for the coaching staff in Buffalo to 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 not be on the opposite side of like Harbaugh is facing right now. Right. Because you know, like, not only that's, did they lose, they're coming at Harbaugh now for that. Like his own players. That's very true. Marcus Peters was not happy. That is that has not we haven't heard that or seen that in Baltimore Ooh. before. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Be sure to rate, review, share with a friend, read all the stuff at golongtd.com. And remember this book right behind me, The Blood and Guts. You can get 30% off with a signed book plate. Just follow the link on my Twitter account at Ty Dunn. Would love it if you supported uh, this project, put a lot of work into it. I think that you're all going to love it. My God, it was fun hanging out with all these tight ends. Thanks, everyone.